Good morning, Agape Proper. Good morning. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for you today. And as I would like to say, I just want to give a couple shout outs. And that would be to the wonderful pastor. Welcome back, Pastor James E. Chern Jr. from Going Hither and Yon on your vacation. Um, I want to give a shout out to the leadership. I thank you for your support every Sunday to make this service what it is. I thank the Lord for the Agape Praise and Worship Team and Lady D, our Director of Music. Thank the Lord for my little engineer, Giovanna Monet Fagans. And I owe her a public apology because Giovanna is doing on her post. She knows when she needs to bring things in and she does not appreciate being called out, engineer, engineer, as though she's not doing it. So, Giovanna, please accept my apology on that. I recognize because I babysat that uh, site once, and I, that's what it was, a babysitting job for me. Uh, so I know engineering is really, really tough, but you're doing a marvelous job, and I thank you for it. And also, I want to give a shout-out to everybody notice, did anybody notice the handsome man in the white shirt. Now, maybe you didn't notice it, but on his screen, it says EF. I want to give a special shout out to evangelist Alfred M. Fagans Jr. Looking all good, y'all. Um, this week, I had to go to a mandated cookout for my job to meet families and students and other employees and so forth. And some of my um, co-workers said, Giselle, you're such a Wow. Oh, you've been hiding him. And so I just want to say, shout out to my handsome husband, Evangelist Fakers. Looking good, EF. Looking mighty good. <laughs> and also, I want to give a shout out to our uh, Deacon Bobby Dixon Jr. Shout out to, I already did the leadership, but I always like to just acknowledge uh, Bobby Dixon Jr. because he's just got a, such a special place in my heart and um, just because she's here Bishop is here I want to give a shout out to Bishop's friend Jada on Bishop's behalf I know she'll do it herself but hi Bishop's friend Jada and so I want to give a shout out to anybody that I've omitted Sister Sandy I'm so happy to see you today or at least your name knowing you're in the house and we all have to talk because I looked at your uh chat and so you and I have conversation to have also and so having said all of that and gotten all that out the way shout out to my favorite Bishop Maureen E. Churn thank you Bishop glad to see your pretty face in the house today always thank you for your presence and for the anointing that comes with you and so I thank the Lord for you now having said that I have a couple questions one did everybody read the teaser that a uh, pastor sent out said there's a song that goes that the children learn and I know adults sing it too this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine and children sing it this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine let it shine shine let it shine and so how many of us agree that we're gonna let our light shine and I see Amen. your hand gonna let our light shine but my question is what is that light what's the light and so I'm going to give you I hope you have your pencils and pens because it's not that I'm inquiring requiring that 
You got to write this down, but I do need you to write down this. I'm giving you a quiz this morning and you won't, you're going to be self-tested with it. True or false? Does everybody have a pencil or a pen or maybe you, you can do it in your head. True or false? Let me hear you say that. True or false? True or false. All right. Don't yell out the answer. Just write it down and we will check answers at the end of the sermon. We all have a little light within us because we are, after all, made in the image of God. We are all made in the image of God, so we all have a little light within us, true or false. Has everyone had an opportunity to write their answer? Amen. Okay, well, we'll see what happens at, uh, at the end of this. Now, this year, Agape, we are going to be going to the Quaker school. Say the Quaker school. Quaker school. You Quaker know that school. Pastor G always preaches from the context in which he lives. And this year, as I am working at the Quaker school, which is a school specifically designed to help children who have special needs of the emotional and mental kind, mm -hmm. They can be on a uh, the spectrum of autism or be autistic. There are many, many things that we're learning, but also the Quaker school in and of itself is a, I'm going to have to call it a religious school. There is a whole faith called the Quakers. And as such, I'm learning and have to abide by the tenets of faith put forth by the Quaker school. And so Agape, as I Juxtapose it against what our Christian beliefs are. I recognize that we as a body of believers need to be clear and not skew the lines on what is some of the differences and terms that we use without thinking about it. What are you talking about, Rev G? Well, we're going to talk about it right now. First and foremost, in the Quaker school, I had the privilege and have to do a lot of training to help children to uh, self-regulate, which means control their behavior and function in this world called executive functioning. Now, simply put, executive functioning is self-regulation. It is defined as self-directed actions so as to choose goals and to select, enact, and sustain actions across time toward those goals. In other words, it's a way of functioning, y'all. And one of the six tenets of self, of, of, of executive functioning is called self-directed attention. In other words, it's self-awareness. Now that's as far as I'm gonna go with that, except that I use that as an introduction to say that a Dr. Barkley, whose model we're using, he was saying that the first thing you need to do to self-regulate is to have self-awareness. Know who you are. Know what you are. And Jesus in the Bible says you are the light of the world. But do you really know what that means? Do we really just take it like, oh, okay, well, it means different people mean different things. Some people think it means um, we show forth the Holy Spirit within us. Um, some people think it means it's just the light of Christ once we get saved. 
some people think it means it's just a metaphor and it doesn't mean anything more than the metaphor of a lamp a lamp giving life like a flashlight and many of you may have uh, been under a preaching where we use those kinds of things to show forth the light of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, one of the things that Rabbi Google said is it is meant to shine out brightly from all who belong to Christ, meant to be discovered by those still in darkness. Also, some people said it's meant to be seen and not covered up. It is the Holy Spirit. Uh, some people said, as the Quakers do, they believe something of, it's, it's called being something of God. And one of the practices that they have, as opposed to a church service or worship service, is called meeting for worship. And what we do when we go to the meeting of, for worship is we sit in silence. And I was trying to figure out why are we having all this silence? But this is how it goes, Agape. In the Quaker tradition, you go to the meeting house for worship and there is a lead person who's called the clerk who will direct you and they'll tell you, let's have a moment of silence. But in that moment of silence, they give you a question, which is called a query. And then you have to think about it. And during your time of silence, which could be as long as 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 15 minutes, during that time of silence, you can stand up and speak out what you reflected on about that question. And the question put to us last week was, what is the light and the light within you? What do you think that means? Now, I'll just cut to the chase and say that during the meeting for worship, nobody jumped up and said anything. And there were some Quakers who, who are Quakers in the uh, congregation. However, it made me think and it made me reflect because what the Quakers believe is that that light is called something of God and it is found within each and every one of us on this earth. It's an energetic silence and stillness that apprehends that presence. So when you're sitting silent, this is what the Quakers believe, and maybe Christians believe it. When you're sitting silent, you can kind of tap into that light and that inner light, that that what they call something of God that's already in you starts to illumine. And then you can, as you sit silently, you can kind of figure out what God's plan is for your life, what it is you're supposed to do. And that's why you have to have these moments of silence so you can really sit, reflect, and hear uh, or grow. I will say that. That's my words. Grow that inner light. That's something of God that is within you. Um, and it will show them the unflinching truth about their lives, including what they ought to do and align themselves with God's will. So according to the Quakers, we just sit quietly and let that inner something of God that we all have built within us start to illumine as we get quiet and think about what he would have us to do. So if you're trying to think about whether or not you should be a doctor or whether or not you should go to college or whether or not you should pursue another career or whether or not you should buy that house, you go and you have your, your time of reflection 
where you sit quietly and that something of God will start to grow within you and you will start, it, you'll start to understand what you need to do. Why did I say that? Because in executive functioning agape, if we're going to follow that or believe any of that, which I just told you, the thing about executive functioning is it's, it's, you need to, first of all, be aware of yourself. You need to know who you are. And as Christians, we need to know who we are. Now, if you'll turn with me in the Bible to Matthew chapter 5, do you have your Bibles or your electronics? Matthew chapter 5. And in verse 16, it reads, and verse 15, I'm sorry, it reads 13. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not. Verse 16, it reads, you are the, verse 14, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. And I read that from Matthew 5, 14 to 16. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And so the question before us is, what is that light that he's talking about? He said, we are that light. How? Are we that light? What is the light of the world? And so we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to look at this and we're going to just tear it down just a little bit. Amen. And the first thing that we want to look at is one, if it was the Holy Spirit, I'm just going to put these questions out there. How was it the Holy Spirit when Jesus was talking and he promised the Holy Spirit after he left? So is the light of the world that part of the Holy Spirit that's in us? And, and then it says, Jesus is Jesus, but he was with them. So what are we talking about? What are you talking about, Pastor G? And so let's define light for a minute. First of all, did you know that light was one of the ultimate terms in the Hebrew race. Just like education and uh, what is it? Poetry and mythology was part of the Greek culture. And just like with Rome, with Rome, it was what? The Peace of Rome, Pax Romana, that was part of their culture. That's what they wanted to go after. Well, in Hebrew, light was a big thing. The light, the light, the light. And so when Jesus used, you are the light of the world, that would get anybody's attention because it was the ultimate value amongst the Hebrews. In fact, they used it like all good things were to be light and all evil things were dark. Um, Jesus, however, was still in the physical flesh, so it couldn't be this way. He said, for God, who said, let light shine out of darkness. And we're talking about Genesis 1-3, y'all. He made Jesus sat down in Matthew 5, track with me, and he sat and he taught his disciples. When he saw all the crowds, see, that was my hookup agape, my hang-up, if you will, uh, Deacon Dixon. 
I was like, he's telling all these people, but they didn't yet believe on him. And mm -hmm, then when I read mm -hmm. it a little more closely, Professor, I saw he started teaching his disciples. Yeah. And I want to stop by to say, I believe that the reason he taught them in, in the midst of those people were those were the people that he they had to shine their light through. Hallelujah. They were the ones that was going to. So then the question is still, what is that light? If Jesus was there, it couldn't be that they were shining Jesus. And if uh, the Holy Spirit was promised, but not yet come because he wasn't going to come till after Jesus left. He said, I'll send you a, com a comforter, a paraclete. Then who was this light? They all believed in God. So what, what, what was going on here? The light is what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 6. And you know, Paul wasn't one of the disciples then. He said, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness. And I wanted to put a pin there to say that in the beginning in Genesis 1, yeah. 3, God said, let there be light. And the light did what? Shine yeah. in the darkness. And that particular, I want to call it example, is the theme that has run through all of the New Testament and oh, Old Testament yeah. alike. It's the theme. Let there be light. And what I was saying that I want you to not get it twisted is there can't be a light inside of us that we're born with that Jesus is referring to because there would be no need for darkness. But in Genesis 1-3, God said, in the darkness, let there be light. We sang a song, darkness tries to hide when there's light. Amen? Because the light overcomes it. You all are the light of the world. We are the light of the world, Agape. Now, I want you to think about Jesus week. I want you to think about all the people that came together for Jesus week. Did you know that it was the light shining in the darkness as we were walking and telling them what? God loves you. God, right. Paul said, let light shine out of darkness. I'm still tracking on 2 Corinthians 4, 6 to 7, y'all. He said, let light shine out of darkness like God did, made his light shine where in our hearts. But what yes, is the light yes. that he let us show? It is the fact that we have received Jesus Christ into our life, but the disciples received him in a different way. They received him through sitting with him and knowing who he was. Amen. They did yeah. not have to pray and say, come into my heart. They didn't have to do that because they were there. That lets us know that what God is talking about here is his light is wrapped up in us once Jesus showed us the way because I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're going to track those disciples and what they got out of that. You think they understood what he was saying? Do you yeah. think that they understood no, what he was saying. No, he was no, sitting they didn't up understand. there saying you, and they already had a, a concept of light. It was very important in their faith and in their culture. But he's saying, you all are the light of the world. You all are a, a city that has a light can't be hidden. And I'm sure they were wondering, how are we the light of the world? What do we shine? What do mm -hmm. we have to shine? What they had was the truth. Hear me when I tell you the truth of God's love, the truth Amen. that all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve did a horrific thing in that garden and so death passed upon all men, but God was not willing that any should perish. So he sent himself in the form of his son wrapped, wrapped in the splendor of glory. We don't even know what those words 
words really mean or look like. I'm a person that likes to know what does it look like in real time. You got to talk to me. But when I think about the splendor and his glory, that's where it stops. I can't, I can't quite, can't quite grasp that yet. Amen. Maybe you can help me with it later, Bishop, but I just, I, I, I just can't grasp it. But I will stop by to tell you that it is God's, the light of God's glory that shines in our heart once we believe. Do you hear me today? Once we believe those disciples were believing Jesus, they were following Jesus just as we are following him. We got more than they had because we have his word. We have the truth of his word. Paul put it this way. He said, the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. We got to see God face to face. They got to see God face to face when they looked at Jesus. Jesus told everyone, I'm God. I'm the face of God. And so we're going to look a little bit more because when he said, let your light shine before men that they may see what your good works. I stopped by to tell you, I thought about this agape. We all can do good works. Amen. We can all bring groceries to our neighbor. We can all run out and help somebody in distress. Those are good works. But even people who are in quote unquote darkness can do those things. So what is the differentiating factor? It is your spiritual gifting. It is your spiritual gifting. You have to show the supernatural power of God in order for that light to shine in the darkness. You have, What I mean by supernatural isn't like healing people and making them get up, although that is what the disciples did. But it's also the power to forgive when forgiveness can't be found. Mm-hmm. It is the power to do it as Jesus said, when somebody slaps you, turn the other cheek. Now, how many of us can do that with that little, you know, uh, what is it called? That little touch of God, the inward, what the something of God inside of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many of us can? I have a friend, a dear friend who does not believe she sins because she does everything right. And if you look at her life from afar, she does. She's a very, very generous, giving person, very kind, but she does not believe she sins because she does it all. Reminds you of the rich young ruler uh, that uh, we read about before. Just did everything right. But I stopped by to tell you the Bible says all have sinned. Yes. We can't, yeah. we can't point out a sin, but all have sinned and come short of the glory. Again, there's that glory word, that light. We've fallen short of that light. But God sent Jesus to die. And those disciples were the first partakers. They sat with him. They learned of him. They recognized that not only was Jesus the light, but they were the light. But they weren't the light like Jesus was the light. They were not the face of God, although now they can show forth his glory in the way they act, in the way they live, in reading the, what is it? The knowledge of God's glory through his word. Through the word of God that Jesus left for us. I started looking at this thing, Agape. I started looking at what is it that Jesus is saying. Did you know that in John chapter 12, verses 35 to 36, and this is all words, y'all, because we had to figure out about this whole light thing. Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. 
Walk mm. while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. So he told them, walk in the light. We've heard that song. Whoever walks in the dark yes. does not know where they're going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of the light. So right there, we know that the disciples were children of the light. Agape, did you know you're a child of the light? You're a child of the light because he's, what did he say? Walk in the light while you have it. Who is the light? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he also said, I am the light of the world. Of the world. And when he had finished speaking, guess what? Jesus left and hid himself from them. He was talking to the disciples. He was talking to the Pharisees. Now, I'm going to go back and tell you about this for just a quick minute. This is part of us knowing who we are as the light. You know, Jesus was very dramatic. He, he did what we would call, Lady D, a demonstration of what he was talking about. He had just told them, you're going to have the light just a little while longer. And he admonished them, walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you, before your heart gets hardened and you will not believe in me. And then he went mm. on to say, whoever walks in the dark does not know where they're going. And that's an example. That's true. And he's saying, I came to give you a directive as the light. And he said, so that you may become what? Children of the light. That means children of God that was spread forth the fact that we are in a dark world. Sin has overtaken us and we need the light of Jesus Christ to save us. And not only that, but to light the path back to his father when our years on earth are done. Hallelujah. And so then it said, after he told him that, this was very dramatic to me. When he had finished speaking, he left and hid himself from them. So it was sort of like mm. he was showing them, I'm the light. You had me for a little while and then I'll be no Damn. more. And they looked and he wasn't there. <laughs> wow. What a powerful, impactful thing yes. that he did. He said, while I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus said in John 9, 5, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But wait a minute. Didn't he say you are the light of the world? Can somebody help me with that? In John 9, John's uh, account was that he said, while I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. But then we turn around and he told his disciples, you are the light of the world. I stopped by to tell you that when he had them sitting amongst that multitude and decided to teach them, I believe prophetically that he was showing them their vineyard. I believe that when God showed pastor uh, uh, on Allegheny, 15th in Allegheny, you are the light of the world. When he told Agape, when he placed that church there years ago, you are the light of this world. And our job, as members of Agape, isn't to go and sit in a corner and wait to be illumined by some inner light that we had from birth made in the image of God, but it is to learn the knowledge of him who is um, who was with us, who was with the disciples, and they passed it down, and they left the word. They left it for us. Jesus said, that you'll have the light for a little longer. He was talking about himself, but he also told the disciples to go on and be the light. He also said, be salt and light. And a lot of times we as Christians, a lot of times we use that and we go, yeah, I'm salt and light, but I want to challenge you, Agape, today. What mm. is it? I have a question. 
What is it that you're doing that really makes you distinct from others? Because you know the saying, often uh, imitated but seldom mm -hmm. duplicated? People can duplicate you. You see it all over the T-shirts now. Everybody got a God saying on them. Everybody got a Jesus saying on them. It's and true. we know that there's darkness behind it and there's no light at all. That's why in our executive functioning, that's why in our self-regulation of how we're going to conduct ourselves as a body of believers, we're going to know who we are. We're going to have self-awareness. Awareness, we are the light of the world. We are going to go forth and be that city set on a hill. We're already a little church on a hill. We're going to go there and we're going to light the light and point people to Jesus Christ because it is the glory of God that is what in within us because we're children of the light. So I started looking and thinking, well, now, I wonder if those disciples really understood what was what Jesus was talking about at that moment when he was sitting there talking to them and calling himself the light and and so forth and on. And I started doing some digging. Now you see that Matthew already wrote the whole biography of Jesus. So we know what he thought about it. And then you see where where Mark he wrote something and Luke wrote something and they all wrote something. But then when you get down to John, John was one of my favorites because you know what John said? John said, um, in him was life. And that life that was in Jesus was the light of men. And he said that light shined in the darkness. And unfortunately, the darkness, the darkness comprehended it not. Now I want to put a pin there before we go on with our testimonial of the disciples and after Jesus had gone to glory, because I want to say that John also wrote about John the Baptist. And one of the things that was interesting in chapter one of John, St. John Deke, is that he said he was very clear when he talked about there was a man sent from God whose name was John. And then he said he was not that light but was said to bear witness, witness of that light. That light. Mm, mm -mm. Because Jesus is that light. We are children of God. Remember, Jesus acknowledged that he was God. He was the son of God, but he said, I am God. That made us the children of God because we believed because we believe we're in the body of Christ. We're in the body of Christ. That itself is a, is a term. We're in the family of Jesus Christ. And as children of God, we have that light. John the Baptist didn't have it. He wasn't because John, uh, St. John was talking about John the Baptist, the precursor to Jesus Christ that announced his coming, that baptized him and all of that. Just John, the beloved, the disciple that was talking about him was trying to make it clear that at that moment, even though John was already announcing that Jesus was coming, you would think that would make him the light of the world, but he wasn't. He was not that light. But guess what? He was sent to bear witness of that light because the light that Jesus brought, it said that was the true light. That was the light. Jesus was the if you will, the giant light bulb that illumined everything, that revealed light from darkness and brought a way 
He didn't just show us. That's what we do. We show people the way. Jesus went and died. And when he died, as much as he shed his blood on the ground, his love and his life is shed abroad in our heart. And it is our job as children of God to go and shed that light onto others that they too can be children of the light. And so I looked to look at our boy, Peter, because you know, you know who was sitting amongst those disciples? Judas. Judas was sitting there when Jesus was talking. But Peter was the denier, the one who had all the mouth, the one who couldn't quite get with it. And guess what he said in 1 Peter 2, 9, as an epitaph to us. He said, for you are a chosen race. And I think I want to read it in the NIV. I love the way it's stated in the NIV. And it goes like this. But you are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. That's talking about us, Agape. A holy nation. God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous, wonderful what? Light. He called you out of darkness into his wonderful, there's that word again, light. Once you were not a people, but now... You are the people of God. Once you had not received his mercy, but now you have received his mercy. So who are we? We're God's children, agape. We have the light of God in our heart, not because we were born with it and we're made in his image, but because we chose to believe the light of the world who was here but for a moment. And then he died and went to heaven, but he lighted the path that we can follow, that we too one day can go with him. Do you believe this? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Do you believe yes. this? Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I have a question. True Absolutely. or false? We all have a little light within us. After all, we're made in the image of God. Is that true or false? That was false. How many said true before? Tell me. I said I said I said false. Anybody say true before that before the the sermon? I don't know. I did. I did. Okay, we have one honest one. And now do do you still stick with that or is it true or false? I said I did too. All right. So is it true or false? It's a comprehension question. Um, <laughs> what we just learned. Is yeah. this what I just preached? All Do right, you all right. You know what? Okay, tell you what. He, he got my answer right here. I got that. I, I believe that, you know? I believe it. Yes, I do. I got it, you know? Um, I got proof of it yesterday. A young man, special needs, came to me and told me, he said, you go to, you go to church, don't you? He was rocking back and forth. And um, so I was just like, wow. All right, anyway. So is the right answer false? The right answer, everybody, Agape. I'm disappointed if you didn't get it. It's false. Why? Because let me ask you this question. If we all have the light in us already, where is the darkness coming in? We don't need it. We don't have any. We all all got light. Therefore, we don't need Jesus because we already have the light. All we have to do with the light that we were made with is just sit 
and let it take its shape as we get quiet before, you know, just Amen. get quiet within ourselves. Is that what God's word teaches? We are a chosen people, chosen by God. We are the light of the world to tell other people. Peter Amen. got it in Second Peter 2, 9. John got it and he wasn't even sitting up there with them. But he said that we now have the light of God in us because of Jesus. He was not that light. Jesus was the light of the world. John the Baptist said he was not. John the Baptist was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. John the Beloved said, and I quote, Jesus was the light of the world. Jesus himself acclaimed, I am the light. You won't always have me with you. But then he had sat down and told his disciples, you are the light of the world. And he said, let your light shine so that men can see your good works. Now, if we want to say that, then we want to say that unsaved people, because they do good works, their light is shining. But is it the light of the love of God? Is it the presence of God? Or is it the presence of self and self-ability? Agape, the answer to that question is false. Hallelujah. Amen? It's yes. false. The Amen. light that we have within us comes from us following God, mm -hmm. comes from the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to invite you to go on pad that and look at some of those scriptures so you can do some research for yourself. Amen. I can't Amen. hear you. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word. And I ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, as we would step out onto the lawn in two weeks, that we will remember this word, that we are the light because of what you did. And because, Lord God, we believe in you, because we study your word and we know that it's your hope that will dispel the darkness on the corners of 15th and Allegheny and 15th Street and beyond. So God, help us to walk in the fact that we are aware of ourselves, that we are light that we should show forth your praises who have called us out of our darkness into your marvelous light. We are in your marvelous light, Lord. Let our deeds show it. Let our attitudes show it. Let our actions show it. Let our responses show it. And most importantly, let our faces show it, Lord, that others would want to ask us and we'll be able to give a reason for the hope that lies within us because it all comes from you, the light of the world. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.